The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. Hi, Boomos. Welcome back to another episode of Being Boomo. Today, we're diving deep into a topic that not many people talk about openly, which is divorce and co-parenting. I have my friend Allie Webb with us today who opens up about her recent experience with divorce, co-parenting, and what she's learned from it all, and ultimately finding herself and love again. Most of you know her as an incredible entrepreneur, as a founder of Dry Bar and her new venture, Squeeze. She has been a guest shark on Shark Tank. Love that show. Named as Fortune's 40 Under 40, a New York Times bestselling author, and also have been named as 100 Most Creative People in Business by Fast Company. She has achieved so many incredible things in her life. But today, we go in deeper and talk about what she has personally gone through these past few years, navigating divorce and co-parenting while having to run her business and be a parent to her boys. She is incredibly vulnerable, which I so appreciate. And she really tells how it is and just keeps it real and raw. The road is long and it's hard and it's not pretty, but there is hope. With that said, I hope that this conversation brings hope to anyone that is currently going through struggles in their relationship and or personal life. Enjoy. Allie Webb. Hi. (laughs) Hi. It is so good to see your face and hear your voice. It's been so long. I know. Man, I know. It's like what we have to do these days. I know, right? I think the last time I saw you in person was actually when I was on your podcast. Uh, in Dear Media, which yeah. is a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I feel like we always run into each other at events. I know, but... And I now- don't really like taking pictures with you because you're so tall and thin. <laughs> always look crazy next to you. <laughs> <I'll> stop. <laughs> okay, Allie. So I'm going to start off with kind of an icebreaker just to get in the mood of things. So yes. I want to know, this is a personal question that I want to know of you. I what- like personal is the very first thing you do when you wake up and what do you eat for breakfast? I feel like, gosh, the very first thing I do is going to sound so sappy, but I, I feel like I like reach over and kiss my boyfriend. That's the very first thing I do. Even Usually that happens like before children come in, but way before I get on my phone, it's like we have a quick little snuggle session that's very important to me in the mornings. Oh, that's <laughs> usually, I mean... I feel like I should do that more now. I feel I, like you've been married a long time, right? I mean, I also yeah. have like, I, I was married a long time. As you know, I was married a long time and my life and my relationship is is so different and like so lovey and romantic. And obviously we're only a year in, so there's that, I guess. But I, yeah. I am like going to do everything in my power to keep it this way, to keep that alive because I didn't have that in my marriage. And it's, it's a really important thing, especially like for us, like that connection in the morning 
is really important for me for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Which we'll yeah. talk more into detail about because I personally have a lot of questions for you. <laughs> um, and what do you eat for breakfast? You know, I'm not a big breakfast eater. I don't usually even eat breakfast. I, although I would say a week ago, I would have answered this question with like, usually just like coffee and bacon, which I know is weird because <laughs> I, I really, 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 really lo- have this like deep love of bacon, but Sorry, you did not want such a long answer to this question, but I I recently did this like a blood test where you can find out foods that you have sensitivities to. And I have sensitivity to pork. And I, because it can can cause like inflammation because I've been having a lot of issues with like bloating and inflammation, but you just don't know like why. And I started working with this nutritionist, this like nutritionist coach. And she was like, you got to take this test. We got to find out like what's going on in your system and pork is like a big thing I have a sensitivity to. So I no longer can eat bacon. Wow. Okay. I need to find out this test. So we'll sidebar on this test because I need to know what this is. Uh, I've got all sorts of weird results. (laughs) So how has it been for you? I mean, I mean, how have you been able to mentally take care of yourself? I mean, I'm sure that it's been so stressful. So do you just at this point kind of just check out and just say, you know what? Like it's out of my hands. And some days... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like on some days I feel a little more checked out and, you know, and I am not in the day-to-day operations in, at Drybar the way I once was, you know, we have an amazing board of, well, not we have an amazing board, but we have an amazing team of people. We, you know, we only a couple months ago hired this amazing woman, Liz Williams, who came, he has so much experience, came from Taco Bell, really understands how to run an organization of this size you know, and so there's a lot of really smart people, you know, f- figuring a lot of this out. I mean, this is, this is not really my forte, you know, okay. so I'm not having to deal as much with the day-to-day, you know, I'm, I'm, I was already on a board call this morning. I have another board call tonight at five. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just like, we're kind of like figuring out what's going to happen and whatever. Right. And I think the, the mental part of it, that's, you know, it's like this, this is my baby, this thing that I built and it's just so fragile right now. And that's, you know, that's stuff to handle. But I think in terms of how I deal with the mental stress of it, I mean, it's like my family is safe and healthy and like, you know, at the end of the day, that's what, you know, really matters. Absolutely. And how many kids do you have? Well, I have two, Uh I have 13 and 15 year old boys. And then Adrian, my boyfriend, who I now live with, he has two as well. And they're four and six. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you're busy. (laughs) Your hands are full. just like, you know, it's like the kids are constantly coming and going. It's like his kids are, are much younger. So, you know, the demands from those kids are, are, are much more challenging physically, mentally, you know, my 13 and 15 year old, we, we just moved to like kind of the West Hollywood area. And so like my kids are like always going out on the wheels and my kids are just like around town. And I have those, like that thing on their phone where I can see where they are. Constantly, and even though they they stay in touch and they're they're really sweet, good boys, but I mean, it's just kind of like head spinning around here. I mean, literally, there are days where you're just like, where, who, what, you know, it's it's crazy, but it's also really fun. I mean, you know, there's days where like I I want to hide, but most days I I really enjoy like the hustle and bustle around here. Yeah, and I would imagine at that point they're quite independent, and also they have their own lives. And they're homeschooling too, right? I mean, virtually learning at home, right? Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, I mean, not fun. I wish they had like something like Bumo that was like more entertaining, but I mean, they're listening to teachers lecture all day and 
you know, I mean, the last thing I want them, you know, is on like a screen all day and, and, and they're just missing. They don't, they can't articulate it, but they're missing the social interaction. I mean, I'm sure you, I rem- I loved high school and I loved, I loved high school, not for school. I loved high school because I like, I mean, truly I've said it for years. I love like the social part of it. I loved seeing my friends and I loved, I was always involved in so many things. And the fact that the, my kids can't do that right now, is like, it's definitely taking a, taking a toll. I can yeah, see absolutely. I mean, social is such a big part of, I mean, everyone's life, no matter what age, but especially for teenagers, right? So let's talk about co-parenting because we're kind of on that subject, right? Um, you mentioned Adrian has two daughters and She's is a it? Boy girl. Oh, so two kids and then you have two kids. So let's start there because we have a lot of followers that, have asked us, like, can you guys touch upon the topic of co-parenting? I think I've also heard stats, like during the pandemic, there has been more divorces happening during these times. People are having to sit at home and just like deal with real life issues versus being able to kind of leave and run away and like life gets in the way. So I have a therapist that I talked to and she's like, you know, it's crazy to see the amount of divorces that are coming out of this right now. And I thought that was so intriguing, but you know, for someone like you who have successfully kind of have gone through it and people that are currently going through it, I would love to just have you tell them your story um, because I know that it's something that you've just spoken so openly about, which I truly appreciate because I think that there's not enough people out there that just speak so openly about it. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, how it's been for you with co-parenting. Was it hard and difficult at first? I mean, it's, it's hard and difficult in general. Um, and you know, I think it's like, it ebbs and flows. Um, you know, I think I, I imagine like everybody's situation is different. I mean, for me, it was like a lot of things happening at once. Plus the fact that it was all so, you know, compacted with the COVID, you know, I mean, so, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the, with our, with our new like lifestyle. So, you know, Adrian and I had been together. I, and granted, I'm sure anybody listening to this will be like, wow, you guys move fast. Cause we did, but we're also mm-hmm. like, I'm 45, like <laughs> not getting any younger. So we, you know, we were dating really seriously already. We were about six months or so in and, you know, when things hit and, you know, we kind of just more out of like ease, like we're kind of like ended up kind of not living together technically, but we were together all the time and we were not going to be, and it's like, you know, I mean, you remember when everything first happened, it was like, you didn't want to leave your house. And like, we didn't, we wanted to leave our houses as little as possible. And so, you know, we ended up kind of pseudo living together, you know, which, and the kids all stopped going to school and we were like, oh man, you know, this is really challenging. And for me, it was like, my kids were out of that phase that, you know, his kids are, are four and six. And I didn't really enjoy four and six for my own kids. You know, four and six are hard ages. How old are yours? Yours are little. Six and two. Yeah. yeah. By the way, your, your daughter and the rice thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I want you to, you need to post that more because I, I really love it. <laughs> I'll post one for you today. <laughs> it's so good. I can't, I love it so much. Anyways. Um, so, you know, you know, the, these ages are just incredibly challenging. And I, like I said, it was like, you know, I was a stay at home mom from the time I was like 
my kids were uh, until my kids were about five. And it was around the time that my kids were two and four that I was like, I can't do this all day, every day. It's just not for me. I want to go out and do something for myself. How do you navigate that? And, you know, and it's like, do I parent them and like, meaning like discipline them and, and that? And I was really uncomfortable with that. And, you know, and then there's the like, as I've gotten more and more comfortable with parenting them, it's like, you know, it's not like your own kids were like, I don't know if this makes sense to you, but it's like your own kids, like sometimes you do stuff that's like inappropriate or you're like, shit, I shouldn't have said that or uh-huh. should know this and things like that. We do that in front of our kids. But like when you do it in front of your, your significant other's kids, there's a very good chance then the kids are going to go back and tell their mom, who I actually have a great relationship with Adrian's ex-wife, but mm-hmm. it's still like, ah, shit. Like everything I say is kind of being monitored because they're, you know how children are. They kind of, they, they have no filter. They just talk and, totally. you know, and there have been things that have like come gone back to, you know, his ex-wife and then I hear about him and I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I, you know, and it's just like that's that, that stress of not being able, it's not your kid. So, you right. know, you can't just like, it just, it's, it's a different kind of feeling. And, and, you know, Adrian's always been really great about, listen, like I love you and trust you. And I, I, you know, you're such a great mom. Just, do you be you, I, you know, if you need, if you need to discipline them, you, cause it took me a long time to even get comfortable and I don't do it honestly a lot, but a lot, you know, of like disciplining them, whatever, you know, that means like giving them a timeout or talking to them about something. And, and it's, it's still like a muscle that I'm getting used to flexing, but you know, it, it has helped that Adrian has been so like, do what you feel is right as a parent, you know, and, and even now, I mean, now it's been a year that we've been together. We've, been living together for about six months or so. And, you know, now the kids are like starting to come to me with questions and concerns and things versus like just going to their dad, Mm. which they would normally do. And sometimes I like find myself, like I freeze in a moment, you know, when like, you know, his daughter will come up and ask me something and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) In my mind, I'm like, we should probably ask your dad. Right. no, just make the decision and just do it. You know, it might not be the right one, but, and so I'm, I'm getting more and more comfortable flexing that muscle. And I think it's, you know, it, it has to do, a lot to do with like his support. And I, and I think also having a good relationship with his ex-wife helps too. Like, I have a pretty good like communication system with her, but it has not been an easy road. I mean, it's, it was, it's been filled with a lot of stress and turmoil and like, you know, doubt and, just like being, you know, parenting your own kids and, and not trying not to mess them up too bad. It's like, you really don't want to mess up somebody else's kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but, you know, there's so many beautiful things about it too. I mean, our, you know, the, the fact that there's such a vast age range difference between my kids and his kids is actually quite nice. And that, you know, my kids are old enough that they like, they really get a kick out of his kids and they like playing with them and they, my, his kids love that my kids are older. And so there's, there's this really fun camaraderie between all of them, which also, by the way, didn't like happen overnight that mm. took time to nurture as well. Um, but you know, I mean, gosh, knock on wood, it's, if you would have talked to me probably three months ago, I probably would have sounded a lot different, but it's, you know, we've really, we just recently, I would say in the last month or so I've started to find like our groove and our flow with all like, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I could imagine. I, I, the, what I'm taking away is that it, you just have to give it time. I feel like it's something that you have to be patient with and like anything else that you will eventually figure it out. Right. And my, you know, I also speak to a therapist via Zoom. 
And, you know, I remember her saying something to me that really like stuck with me. She's like, Ali, you, you operate at a very fast pace, which I do. And I think it's part of like why I've been successful is because I'm like, you know, make things happen like a really quick, quick, quick. And my relationship and Adrian's like that too. And, and so our relationship was on kind of a bit of a fast track. And he, she said to me when she's like, children are not on that same fast track. And you have to understand that it's going to take them a while to catch up to where you guys are at. You know, you guys are in love and you're happy and you want to, you know, be together forever. And and she was like, the kids aren't on that same track. It's going to take them a while longer to get comfortable with all of this, you know? And I think that that really shifted perspective for me. I was like, oh, Mm. right. They're not operating at the same, like, level of excitement that I am and the same, like, Oh, I, I met the love of my life and everything's so great. And let's just be happy all together. You know, for them, it's like, it's a lot of change and a lot of transition, you know, for them. I mean, I'm the first woman that he had been with that, that he, the kids actually were introduced to. So it's, you know, it's all very new for them, which I don't think, you know, embarrassingly, I don't think I really took the time to consider that, you know? Mm. So I mean, with my kids, you know, I can really have conversations with them about this, this new relationship and what it means and all of that. And, and, you know, there was, there was some resistance from them at first too, but with, you know, four and six, it's hard to have that kind of level of conversation. So chill out. (laughs) I feel like I'm the same with you. I'm just like, go, 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 go fast, fast, fast. If there's a problem. And like visionary. And it's like, that's the nature of entrepreneurs. It's like, you just keep constantly turning in whatever way you need to go. You go and you go and you go and you go. And it's why I think, you know, I'm successful. You're successful. It's just, it's not, it it doesn't work that way for children. (laughs) I'm finding out. (laughs) And also with partners as well, like this is something that I've actually had to recently go through with my husband, Alan, is that, you know, we've come to kind of like a hiccup in the road. And for me, I'm, I'm always like fast, 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 fast. Let's like figure it out. Let's like, you know, like, why can't we move on? Like, why can't we heal? But then he has a different way of healing and he has a different way of coming to things. Right. And so I have now realized that after, you know, kind of this whole process of everyone has a different process and we just have to respect it. And yeah. Not and everyone is like you and I. <laughs> it's not yours. And, you know, Adrian says that to me a lot. He's like, I'm not you. I'm not going to process things the way you do. Like, you know, and I'm like, I don't want you to be like me. And he's like, yes, you do. Because if I thought like you, then everything would be great because I'd be doing what you want me to be doing in a moment, you know. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. I would imagine that conversation had to be a little difficult, the very first conversation. Well, I think it was... I feel like there wasn't one like big conversation. It was more of like lots of like slowly integrating. I've been divorced for over two years now. He's been divorced for over four years. And I would say, you know, while I dated and stuff a little bit, you know, like him, Adrian was the first guy my kids ever met since I, you know, since their, their dad and I split, I started kind of talking to them more about 
Adrian before they even met him and started telling him that, you know, there was a guy that I really liked that I had started seeing and telling them little bits and pieces about him, you know, and they were just kind of like, whatever, whatever. And as we started to get more serious, I started to talk more and more about him and talked about like when they'd be comfortable meeting him. And, you know, like my, my younger son was like, you know, I don't really want to meet him. (laughs) And I was like, well, well, you're going to have to, you know, it's like, it's kind of this like tightrope that, that you walk. And, and yeah, I mean, there's no, like, I mean, maybe there's books about this, but there, to me, I was like, I feel so on my own here. Like, Mm. how do I navigate this? Cause I was like, well, this is also my life and I also have to live my life. And, you know, and I, and I have friends and this is where it probably is all over the board. I have friends who are like, you know, I'm not going to date anybody until my kids go to college. I want, you know, my kids to, my kids really don't want me to date. And I'm like, wow. I mean that to me, that feels like a big sacrifice. Maybe to other people that doesn't, you know, but for me, it was like, you know, part of the breakup of my marriage was that like, we weren't, we weren't really in love. Like we were best friends and we had a beautiful friendship, but we didn't have this kind of like deep love that I really longed for. And so for me, I was like, I know I want to take care of my kids, but I also, it's, it's the same thing when I think about like going back to work and being a working mom, it's like, we do these things for ourselves because we, we are better moms for it, right? By taking care of ourselves, fulfilling our, our needs, you know, and it was the same thing for me with, with deciding to date and wanting to find love again was like, this is what I need to do for me. And I'm sure if you had asked my kids two years ago, would you rather, would you rather, you know, mommy doesn't date and just, is just your mom and there's no other guys you have to deal with, you know, or would you rather have a boyfriend? I am sure their answer would be like, yeah, I'd rather you, we just have you all to ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. but also that's not realistic. And it's, you know, and for me, or at least for me, it wasn't realistic. I, I can't speak for other people. I, I'm sure yeah. this is a very polarizing subject and different for everybody, but that was what was important to me. And, and, and my, you know, early on, the kids were very like, well, my younger son, my older son was away. That's a whole other topic. But my younger son, you know, was was very resistant to it at first. And then once Adrian started coming over more and, and he really liked him or he slowly like really like warmed up to him. It was like, why is he here all the time? Like why? I just want to be it to be me and you. And I'm like, well, we certainly can carve out time for just me and you, but he's like becoming an active part of my life. So that was all really... And yeah. it still is frankly challenging, you know, I mean, I, I, I need to always, I, I feel like I, I still need to be better about that because we live together now and he's always here and whatever I need to carve out time for, for my kids. And I do, you know, to have, you know, one-on-one time with them. So it's not always us together. Yeah. Well, that's Which great. You and do in a regular, in a, in a marriage when too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And what I appreciate so much, especially for the past kind of few years following you, you were so open about the whole process in your social, not after you came out of it, but while you were going through it. And I think that's really rare for especially people that are kind of public figures um, that people look up to. And so I just love that you were kind of sharing the process because that you're so vulnerable and the amount of people and women I'm sure have messaged you personally and that have told you, thank you for just being so open about this. And it's helped me out personally, you know? And mm-hmm. so I just want to thank you for like all the parents and the women that are going through this. I mean, you've definitely, I think have given hope to so many people during yeah, these times. Yeah, it's true. I mean, so many women reach out to me and, and I don't really know 
I, you know, it wasn't like a, like an active like decision. I was like, okay, I'm going to be open about this. It was more just like, I'm just going to be authentic to who I am and where I am. And, and I felt like I was, you know, I've always kind of liked social media and I was pretty active on social media. And I was like, this is what's happening in my life. I'm, I, I don't love the like portraying one thing and then being another thing, you know, from, for me personally, like, you know, it's like your real friends know what's really going on with you. And of course, like there's plenty of things that are way too private for Instagram, but you know, I was going through a divorce and I was having a hard time. And I, and you know, the fact that I, I made so many relationships through social media. I talked to so many women. I mean, I, you know, I, I love telling this story because she's such a big deal and I didn't know it at the time, but I reached out to Brene Brown because I had watched a couple of her things and she, she was, turns out she was a big fan of dry bar and of mine. And she reached back out to me and she became like somebody who helped me through a very, very dark time, which like is mind blowing, you know? But I mean, just to your point about being vulnerable, I, I, I mean, I don't really even think I knew the word vulnerable. Like, I don't even like, that wasn't even in my vocabulary. I don't think I knew it until I was going through my divorce and I started you know, and I was so depressed and I started watching, you know, just ingesting books and anything I could. And, and somebody had recommended like a Brene Brown video to me and I watched it and I was like, oh my God, you know, and so blown away by, by her and what she said and, you know, and started following her and reading her stuff and then being lucky enough to have a relationship with her. Yeah. I mean, and so all of that stuff, I think really helped me heal um, or was a huge part of it. And, and there were many, many, and there still are, I still get messages from people when I, post, you know, pictures of me and Adrian and whatever. And people are like, you know, it's, it's really like heartening. It's so heartwarming to me when people are like, I've been watching your journey and, you know, and it makes me so happy to see like you in love and happy again, you know, and it's like, wow. And I get so many of those messages. And then, and then also messages of like, to your point of women saying, Hey, I'm, I'm really struggling in my marriage. I, you know, it's like nice that you, you guys are so open and we, we, we do a lot of lives or we did, we haven't really done them in a while, where we talk a lot about our relationship and our problems and our stuff. And I think people, you know, it, it is just nice to get to see like real people talking about real issues. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so great because I think a lot of people that follow, you know, public figures on Instagram, they think that their lives are perfect and that they have everything put together. But the very few like yourself and Chrissy Teigen, who shared us like kind of that moment, like that vulnerable moment that she just openly shared while she was going through it, like that is helping people, you know, you are helping people heal during these hard, hard times. So thank you for that. Let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about divorce, if you're okay with that, Um, just because, you know, it's something that I... I'm pretty sure every single married woman has thought about at some point in their marriage, whether they have gone through with it successfully or not. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I thought of it before as well, but you have to have courage, right? Like that is what it is. Like you have to have courage to listen to yourself and to be like, I deserve better or I, there's a better life for me. And whatever that is like for you, how, how did you process that? Like, I want to know kind of what you were thinking and how you were able to get to where you are, because the women that are going through this right now, they're probably in a hole. They're like, shit, like, I don't know if I could get out of this. This is hard. You know, like, should I divorce? I don't know. We have kids. I mean, like, should I stay together until the kids go off to college? Like, what was that like for you? Well, I mean, gosh, Yeah, that was, it is really, really hard. Um, 
and I, ironically, I'm, I'm in the process of writing my second book right now, which is more of like a memoir of like my whole story. And, and a lot of that stuff is, is obviously has to do with Cam, who's my ex-husband. And for those who are listening, Cam's also like the creative mastermind behind all dry bar, anything you see creatively and branding. And I've asked Cameron, we were, like I said, it's been two years and I've asked him, you know, how comfortable he is with me, like kind of spilling a lot of stuff in the book. And he said, yeah, say what you want, you know, which was really freeing um, and, and just a, a testament to what an amazing guy he is. But that said, you know, I mean, we, you know, we met when we were young, like probably, you know, like a lot of couples, you know, we met when we were in our mid twenties and, you know, at the time I was very ready for marriage and I really wanted kids like so bad. And, you know, it was like, we were like very young and, you know, became like very good friends, very, and like, you know, we had a lot of passion early on, but that faded frankly really fast you know, but it was like replaced with what I felt like were just other things, you know, like this beautiful friendship and, you know, he's, I knew he'd be a good dad. And, and, you know, we had this really great, like friendship is the best way I can put it. And, you know, looking back and, and Cam, Cam did get cold feet initially before we got married and he did. (laughs) And, and we've talked about that, you know, he did, he, he thought that there was some kind of fundamental problems and we should probably not get married. And I, I really pushed for us to get married, you know, and I, I think I didn't know a lot about myself back then. And, you know, I mean, you, you know, it's like you, you learn so much, I think like a lot in your thirties about who you are and like what you, for me, what I learned, you know, kind of glossing over a lot, but what, what I learned is that as I, you know, I think it was like with starting dry bar and becoming a very like independent woman and, you know, me all of a sudden becoming like, I mean, Cam had always been like the breadwinner of the family. And now I was like in this big role and I was the face of this brand and got all this attention. And, you know, I mean, there was lots of things contributing, but I, what I think I wanted out of, out of like a man and a relationship was very different than what I wanted when I was 25 years old. And, and like, it's like, when you think about who you are when you're 25 to who you are, you know, in your, when you're 40, it's, it's quite different. At least it was for me. And I think to your point about, you know, women who, maybe fantasize about divorce. It's like, yeah, I mean, what we wanted then and what we wanted now are very different. I mean, I, I know that for some people it's, it, it does work. And I think that, I mean, something, it's funny, Adrian and I talk about this all the time and we should probably do some kind of live or something about this because, you know, he, he, he's a coach and he, he, you know, that's part of what he does for a living is like talk to people about like more leadership coaching, but it's still all relational, right? It's all mm-hmm. relational he has this very like strong point of view that like almost any relationship can be repaired and fixed if both people are willing to do the work. Mm. And, and I, you know, I was like, I don't know if that's true. I think we just didn't like, we weren't in love anymore. We fell out of love. And he was like, but there was, you, you know, you guys potentially both gave up, you know, and, and didn't fight for it and didn't, you know, own what was going on for each other. And, and, you know, and so on and so forth. So, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to that or not, but I think it's interesting that he's got that point of view on it. For me, it was like, I didn't have those tools and I didn't know how to save the marriage. I just was really unhappy. And, and so was he, and we were just kind of in this, like, we're going to make this work and we're going to, no matter what. And my parents divorced when they were in their fifties and you know, sadly, my mom died when she was 65 and she never really found love again. And I think that that maybe, 
was it drove my decision a little bit to be like, I, we, we separated about two or so years after my mom died. And I think part of that was like, I don't want to go through the rest of my life, not like feeling like the love I want to feel. And I didn't want him to either. It wasn't fair to either one of us. Um, and I also, you know, when you, when you think about kids and staying together, it's like, I didn't want that to be the example for my kids. And, and after we got divorced and, and having talked to my kids about it, you know, it's like, my kids are like, you and daddy fought all the time. Like, you know, you guys weren't, they, they knew that we weren't really happy together. We were, we bickered and fought a lot. Um, you know, but there wasn't like, there wasn't anything like, there wasn't like a big dramatic event that happened. Like there wasn't, nobody was having an affair. Like that didn't drive the end of the marriage. Just, we were like, we we're just not really happy together. And I, I don't want to live the rest of my life this way. And I don't want you to live the rest of your life. I, I love Cam deeply, you know, but I don't, and I don't want that for, for either one of us. And I felt like there was probably an opportunity for us to like discover a better love than we had with each other. That's really beautiful. I think, I think that loving each other enough to respect that you guys both deserve better for each other, right. For one another. So I think that's really amazing and quite honestly mature that a lot of people can't get to that maturity level to be able to think that way. What's really interesting. I mean, it's like, I think when we split up, I think we both thought it was for the better, but then it, it did, it did bring a lot of heartache and, and I would be lying if I said it was like, you know, I mean, that part of it was like how I came to the decision, but once I made the decision and once we, we made the decision, it was like, I mean, it was excruciating and it was, you know, and it, that was pretty shocking to me because I, wanted the divorce. I wanted to move on. And I thought like, great, I'm going to be so happy and I'm going to move on and this is going to be great. And then it wasn't. And it was like, it, it was so jarring to me. And so many people would say to me, it's like a death and you're grieving. And I was like, it's not like a death. He's alive. Like, but that part of my life had been severed. And that person that I had like spent 16 years or 15 years talking to about whatever, that person, that space, that energy was gone. And so now I was on doing it all on my own. And that was like hard and scary and, and really like, I mean, knocked me down and, you know, proceeded to be like the hands down the hardest year of my life. I felt so disoriented and lost. And so did he, you know, and it took us, it took us a good, like six to eight months to like, get back to like, being like better to each other. And, you know, my, my older son, Grant, which I have his permission to talk about this publicly. He, he went through a lot. I think the divorce was maybe the tipping point, but it wasn't the cause of, you know, he, he started kind of getting into abusing drugs and that's why he ended up going away for a year. Um, mostly marijuana, which is like, on it's like water in LA, you know, um, <laughs> you know, and so he went, but it really was covering up a lot of anxiety and depression, which he wasn't dealing with. And so that actually brought Cam and I back together where we had to like, you know, mm. together for our son and to help him and all of that. So, you know, it was a, it was a pretty like crazy, you know, re- recovery process. And, you know, now we're, now we're at, you know, two years later, we're, 
he's coming over for Thanksgiving, you know? And, you know, so I think is Adrian's ex-wife and we're trying to like, for me, it's very, very important to try. I am constantly trying to get us to do more together as a family. Cause I think it's great for the kids. And I, you know, I want a relationship with Cam. I want a friendship with Cam. My parents, the one good thing about my parents breaking up and their modeling divorce, I guess for us was like, they were really good friends and they, they held this friendship that I, you know, even that Cam and I always talk about that it's was such a beautiful thing. So, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a up and down road navigating it. What is one advice that you could give to parents, especially women that are going through this right now? I think kindness, like be as kind as you can be. And especially if there's children involved, you know, I think that there's a lot of we can get very self-involved understandably and we're heartbroken and we're hard. And, and I, I would love to say I did this well. I didn't, you know, if you were to ask my kids about the first year after our breakup, my kids will tell you, I was always crying. I was so depressed. And that was really hard on my kids to see that, to see their mom like that, you know? And, but I think showing kindness to your ex is incredibly important for the sake of everybody. Um, and that was, that was the biggest thing to me. Like I was, I was very easy to forgive a lot of things that like happened that were, weren't great, you know, and, and just kind of like taking that constantly taking the high road for the kids. Yeah. That's really, really great advice. So to close it off, I would love to talk a little bit more about your career because there's so many, especially women that they look up to you for being able to create this mega brand, this mega business and all while having kids, right? Like you were a new mom when you started Dry Bar, right? Um, And so is there any tips for women out there, parents in general that want to start something, but they're like, I just can't find the time. Like, this is crazy, especially during a pandemic. Um, I'm homeschooling the kids. Like, do you have any tips there as far as, how to start kind of like your passion project and make it into kind of like a side hustle. Cause that's essentially what you did with dry bar. You kind of just did it on the side first, right? Yeah. yeah because I started as a mobile blow out business that, you know, I would do when I, you know, when I got my kids, my kids were at, you know, basically either it was like preschool and there were the babysitter, my mom, and those couple hours that I was out there doing that, which, which is what eventually led to dry bar. But I think, you know, in, in this time right now, I think it is about getting really creative, um, and using, you know, whatever free time, you know, quote unquote free time you have when you can have childcare, you can have, a. I mean, I, again, for me, it was my mom a lot. So not only did I save on childcare, but it was also like there with my mom, which felt really good. So having, you know, enlisting family, like, all day long to like carve out that time, you know, to work on your, your project, whatever it is. And I think that's the biggest, gosh, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing is having that support system around you so that you can find the time to really work on, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. And I, and I think that it's a huge, like, you know, you mentioned earlier about like, how do you stay like mentally healthy? I, you know, I think like being able to pursue something that you really love and you're really excited about is like, it fuels you, right? I mean, you know this, I mean, with Bumo, it's like, you were so passionate about starting this and like, it like, you can't think about anything else. And it's like, to be able to have 
you know, the, for the people you love around you to like support that and be like, yeah, go work on your stuff for a couple hours. I got the kids, you know, it's so, it's so like fulfilling and rejuvenating, you know? And I think that like having, having that support around you, you know, makes you like, then when you do come back to your kids, like such a better mom and, you know, such a better wife, because you're able to like flex that muscle, like that, that thing that you really love. So, you know, I think it's about building a really strong support system and that may even be just like your best friend. Like I, you know, you might watch like your friend's baby so that you, they can work on their thing or whatever it is, you know, but creating some sort of, and getting a little creative and thinking outside of the box, you know, so you can go and do the thing that you love, I think is important. I mean, honestly, I view my work as therapy for myself because it just brings me so much joy. I mean, yes, it's hard work and it drives me crazy sometimes, but I do it because I love it. Right. And I'm sure you're the same way. And so it's so important for, especially women, if you have something that you can't stop thinking about, I always say just, that's like a sign in itself. Like when I want to start Bumo, I just cannot sleep because I kept thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I could just keep like not sleeping or just do something about it. Right. It's, it's great. Cause it gives us, it gives us like an incredible purpose. And it's like, and, and I, it's been a really interesting thing for me, you know, to navigate around as I, as I mentioned before, like I'm not, I'm not doing the day-to-day operations of dry bar. So that's not like my life the way it once was. And so what is like my purpose now? What do I want to do now? And I've been trying to figure that out for a year and I have my hands in lots of different projects and I'm still kind of like narrowing in on the thing that like, really lights me up. The thing that makes me really excited. And there's a couple of different things, but it's like, it's like a pretty like sad and lonely place to be when you don't have like some sort of like something that you feel purposeful t- toward. And maybe that's staying home and, and, and homeschooling your kids. Like it's, it's different for everybody, you know? So I think being able to find that thing and being able to do it is like, it's so important to our mental health. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ali. I mean, first of all, I, again, have to thank you for your vulnerability and just your openness. It's going to help out so many people. It's personally helped me out in so many ways as well. Uh-huh. Um, so where can people find you? I, I know you have to tell them about your amazing podcast. I just saw that you're relaunching your yes. podcast, right? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. we. So it's called Raising the Bar. For obvious it's reasons. by the way, one of my favorite podcasts. I'm not saying that just because it's Ali, but it's actually really, really good. When we were raising money for Bumo. Um, I listened to like literally all the episodes. Oh, thank you. It's well, you know, it's, so it launched with me and my brother, Michael, who's my business partner. And then Michael had a baby and he's so he's like very much in baby land. And so when Adrian and I got together and Adrian has such a uni- unique perspective, which, you know, I touched a little bit on, we kind of are relaunching it now where we're talking to founders of companies and, and less talking about growing and scaling, more talking about like the, the kind of like internal stuff that happens with founders and why they're driven to do what they're doing. And, and it's just much more personal as well as talking to like impact leaders, people who started charity organizations and giving back. And then we also have an iteration, a mini one called shit that bugs us, which is really <laughs> like our, like the thing we're just both such easily bothered people. I bet you are too, where you just like walk in a business and you're like, what? Why are they doing it like this? It could be so great if they would just do this. So, you know, we're talking about things that we've experienced out there in life. Um, and that one's called shit that bugs us, but it's all under the raising the bar umbrella. Um, and we did, you know, we've, we've banked a lot of episodes and we're about, you know, we're just starting to roll them out now. So amazing. So raising the bar and then also your Instagram, Ali Webb, right? Ali Webb. Yeah. Two L's, two B's. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ali. And I hope to see you soon again. Me too. Take care. Bye.
I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It really is the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more of us, head over to our Instagram and follow us there at Bumo Parent. And to learn more about Bumo Brain Virtual School, follow us at Bumo Brain or head over to bumobrain.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.